Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Hour number three of the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, uh, is brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland, cypressdepot.com, to make a reservation, to make a reservation, cypressdepot.com, to see everything that they, I guess Kenny would like for you to make a reservation, see everything that they do, including the leading supplier of hardwoods. And Cypress in the Southeast, cypressdepot.com. Show is also presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car at home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Twitter, Twitter at Bow Bounds. And your Ag Up Equipment text line is 601 885 3776. That's where you go to get your next John Deere tractor. So, Ole Miss has played one of the biggest powder puff schedules that I've ever seen in my life. Kentucky's not any good. What? Now you get Vandy. With the with the league where it is in the West, with all the turnover and stuff, Jimbo forgetting how to coach, will it bite him? It may not. It may not. I don't know. Uh, it will get more physical after the Vanderbilt game. Uh, even though Auburn's not good, you draw Auburn at home at LSU at A and M. That's the tough. That's that three game stretch that's going to be brutal. And even if you beat Auburn, it'll be a super physical game. So, uh, although Ar- 
Auburn's just coming out of LSU. Now they get to play Georgia. I mean, absolutely brutal. Auburn feels like a slightly better version of Kentucky. Inept offensively at times, physically talented. You know, they're more talented than Kentucky. They're going to be a good defense. I mean, 22-19 was not a barn burner. It was exciting, but neither offense was, was dynamic, electric, or even efficient on Saturday in Oxford. They got things done when they needed to. Right. But neither offense... Kentucky couldn't seal the game with a win, and Ole Miss couldn't seal the game with a couple first downs and not give the ball back. Well, here's the question. Ole Miss has scored three points in two games in the second half. How does that make you feel? Well, they so there's something about Freeze and Kiffin. They start out out of, out of the gate. Scripted plays. It just absolutely work people most of the time. Yeah. They start out 14 to nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. Looked like it could be running away from Kentucky. Yeah. Quick. They've scored three points in four quarters in the last in the second half. Yeah. Third and fourth yeah. quarter against Tulsa and Kentucky. And both games you needed your defense to stop their offense in order to get a win. Right. Your offense couldn't put the game against Tulsa, a couple first downs, you put the game away, they never get the ball back. You didn't get the first downs, you had to give it away. Kentucky, same I mean, thing. Three you points had the in the second half in two games is awful. And Auburn is phys- that's where I go back to Auburn as bad as they are physically can get on you and if you have things go all it takes is a sack fumble a kick return for a touchdown which they kind of look susceptible on against Kentucky they looked very susceptible you know you give up a fluke play and all of a sudden you're in trouble offensively right now Ole Miss hasn't shown you they can win the game with their offense even as easy as their schedule has been three points in the second half total against Kentucky and Tulsa. If you had to say right now what you've seen through five weeks of all the SEC West, is Ole Miss the second best team in the SEC West? No. LSU is. Okay. I ha- I think I have to agree with that because Ole Miss hasn't had to beat. They they've just played Kentucky, who is less talented than the teams LSU's had to beat, and they beat them by three. And in reality, Kentucky had five or six chances to score points yeah, in that I game. Mean, it's not even close. LSU's played Florida State, Mississippi State, and at Auburn. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I'm with is, you. Their best draw is Kentucky. And we, and keep, we Mark Stoops is 0-11 on the road in the SEC West. Oh, that's brutal. At home, I get it. They can play a little bit. On the road? What are we talking about? And if you're talking about the LSU Ole Miss matchup, to me, when you're thinking about who's the best team in the West, you would want to just instant reaction say, well, Ole Miss must be the better offense just because of Lane Kiffin. I'm not sold on that at all through five weeks. Um, but even though they're not the better team, between LSU, they draw the better schedule. Correct. Which could set them up to Which be could second set them in the up. West. So you asked me two different things. Yep. Who's the better team? LSU. Yes, but who has a better opportunity to throw up more wins in the conference? And potentially steal it from Alabama or at least be second. Yeah, at least be second. If there's no Bryce Young, I'm not sold because here's the difference. If Milrow, the backup quarterback, Jaden Milrow for Alabama, who Tom Luganville said, athletic and raw. If you watch Saturday's second half, I think that's a great description. Very athletic, very raw. He's not throwing to the receivers that Alabama's had the last six years. This group of playmakers for Alabama looks under par for Alabama, sure. right? I I think they are 1,000% susceptible if Bryce Young is out. If Bryce Young is playing, I still think the nod is obviously to Alabama. All right, well, let me give you how many 
He's got uh, one, two, three, four, five. It'll be six weeks from now Ole Miss plays Alabama. Question is, does Alabama win those four games in front of them? At Tennessee, well, A&M at home, at Tennessee, Mississippi State at home, at LSU. I think, look, no Bryce Young and at Tennessee and at LSU are losable games. Yeah. Bryce Young, totally different game. Boy, he's good. They found something in... um, Gibbs, the running back, yeah, from from Georgia Tech, right? It's the transfer of Jeff Collins, and he is built like a tank. But so, so is Milrow. And once he got to the second level in Arkansas, he was gone. Yeah, I still like what he can do, just because he can't throw it. No, absolutely. But but Bryce Young, and I actually wonder if that's, you know, I mean, they could be really dangerous with what they got going. Go read option esque, more Dan Mullen power zone run. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, but but Bryce Young, you. I think this is the whole Dak Prescott Cooper Rush debate. You take the better talent at quarterback. Bryce Young sure. is the best player at quarterback no for doubt. Alabama. Yeah. It, it, it's the same. Cooper Rush is winning you some games. Great. Milroe might win you some games. Fantastic. Bryce Young is the guy who can win you a national title. So you're not ready to say that Cooper Rush is the man in Dallas? <laughs> no. And they've won four in a row? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. Uh, he's won his first four starts. Okay. One is from previous. Okay. But yeah, they're three and one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. And the Bucks, look, the, they're lost to the Bucks, whose defense has looked good for the most part this year. That Tampa Bay Kansas City game, not to totally sidetrack, but that game yesterday was woof for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Double woof. What's going on there? It's all right. They'll win the division. There's nobody else in that division that's any good. Man, the Saints, you know, the London game. Remember when Will was like, maybe they'll be better with the red rifle. <laughs> That's why you sit over there, Will. You'll get here one day. They had a double doink. Uh, yeah, for like goal. 60 yards, something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, it's, it, look, it, it's going to be a fun one in the NFC South because Tom Brady's clearly, that team is that all over the place. division is garbage. Yeah. Atlanta's no good. The Saints aren't any good. The Panthers Your are Carolina even worse. Panthers. They're even worse. <laughs> Is Matt Rule going somewhere? Maybe Wisconsin? Nebraska? I don't know. Is there a G5 job open? He's going to get paid. Yeah, well, they all get paid. Paul Chris got paid. Jimbo Fisher's getting paid. Wisconsin fired a guy and gave him $16 million. We see it all the time, though, now. And they didn't even think twice about it. Auburn's going to do it to Bryce Harbin. Harp, Bryce... Oh my gosh, I just went Harson. Excuse me, yeah. Brian Harson. I just went totally blank. That was Auburn weird. is going to do it to Brian Harson in year two. State did it to Joe Moore Joe Moorhead in year two. After a bowl game. It's coming quick. He was two and zero against his rival. <laughs> After a bowl game. We're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Out of bounds. Brought to you by Went McGee, the mortgage man. Mortgagemanms.com. Show is also brought to you by Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, Startville and Tupelo. Bulldog Burger. Grab a beer and a burger outside. Great time of year. Feels great. Blake's got Monday Night Football tonight. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monday. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You know what that really means, right? Because it's time to strap on those pads and keep your head on a swivel. Oh, yeah. It's the Fat Plus Player of the Week on ESPN 105.9. Let's get it on, baby. The Zone. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We have a uh, another Bank Plus High School Player of the Week. Uh, many that were worthy, that is for sure. Some big-time performances Friday night lights throughout the metro area and could have picked any number of these guys who played really, really well as the Bank Plus Mississippi High School Player of the Week uh, brought to you by Friday Night Lights and the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're live in the Bank Plus studio and we are going to go with Dylan Lewis, running back, defensive back, Northwest Rankin High School. How about this? He went for 154 yards rushing and four touchdowns. And then he played both ways and he had two interceptions. He's the big wolf wolf in the dog. He did it all. In their 45-28 win over Terry, Dylan Lewis, running back, defensive back, Northwest Rankin, in their 45-28 win over Terry, he had 154 yards rushing, four touchdowns, and he had two interceptions. That's a heck of a night for the young man out of Northwest Rankin down Lakeland Drive. Congratulations to the Bank Plus, Mississippi High School Player of the Week, Dylan Lewis from Northwest Rankin. Reminds me of my time on the gridiron. No question. Just two-way superstar. Yeah. two. That's what I always thought Yeah, they labeled you. Yeah, I could walk to and from the water cooler. There you go. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> oh, man. That guy had a, had a big... Big uh, night for Northwest Rankin. Congratulations to Dylan Lewis, and that's the Bank Plus Mississippi High School Player of the Week. Want to say good morning to you. Welcome into the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We'll have uh, Steve Robertson coming up next on the Yingling Lager guest line, and he can uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, win over the weekend for Mississippi State, and then there's that fumble Blake was referencing earlier. That's right. And then he can, I guess, preview a little bit of the Arkansas Razorbacks coming into town. And they're in desperate, their back's against the wall. Mm -hmm. They're in desperate need of a win. They they lost to A&M, still kicking themselves on that. And then Bama does what Bama does. 
even though Arkansas knocked their starting QB out. And now the Hogs travel to Startville for an 11 a.m. kickoff this weekend. But unlike some situations where we've said, hey, this is a team that's kind of, it's, it's slipping away from them, zero part of me believes Sam Pittman won't have that Arkansas team ready to come in here and win. I know. Because that's just who he is, and that's kind of how that team has developed and molded itself over the last three years. They will be ready to go. It'll be interesting because this will be the most unique offense Mississippi State has faced because K.J. Jefferson is going to run. They're going to run that zone read, that power run, and they ran it 54 times against A&M. I'll have to look at what they ran against Alabama, but I know it was a lot. They're going to continue to be who they are. All right, I'll give it to you right here. They ran 51 times Woo! for 187 yards. Raheem Sanders led the way with 101. KJ, 38. And then they had some other guys. Yeah. And they were behind, so they I know they had to, to throw it a little bit more. And maybe that's, I guess, your hope, is that if you're Mississippi State's offense, you don't do what they did in this game against A&M and start as slow. If you can get some points on the board early force Arkansas out of their run game. That's the best thing for Mississippi State. It'll be fun, though, to see these two opposite-ended teams match up pass-heavy and run-heavy. What do we know about K.J. Jefferson? I don't. I cannot find a, a decision on who will start. Okay, Sam he, Pittman. He, Cade Fortin yep. is the guy who came in. Yep. And he is a transfer, for, for our listeners, he's a transfer from South Florida. So, that's yeah, that's the guy. And KJ left with a hitting his head, which if you've been watching what's going on in the NFL, North Carolina, South Florida, Arkansas. My bad. Yeah, if you've been watching what's going on in the NFL, head injuries are at an all-time high in terms of what people are monitoring. That's why KJ left that game was a head injury. Never know what that means, but I would be shocked if they push him back any you know it, it everyone's on high alert right now with head injuries in football uh, especially like you said with what happened on Thursday night football yeah. with Tua Tonga Baloa and they fired their uh the Miami Dolphins the private doctor yeah fired, fired him yeah yep and in it Ken see uh got Dr. Ken Stills a Mississippi State guy who's the mm-hmm. head of the doctors at the He's NFL the chief medical officer there for the go. NFL Mississippi State Johns Hopkins graduate he made a comment about he came out and said and talked about the double down towards head injuries and how what happened between Sunday and Thursday with Tua will force the NFL and NFL teams to rewrite their concussion protocol even stricter I expect that to be a trickle down to the college game too so we'll see what KJ Jefferson Steve probably will know a little bit more but if I had to guess, just like Bryce Young, you're not going to find out about that for another couple of days, if at all. I mean, if you're Sam Pittman, you're probably keeping that under wraps. Sure. Uh, no question. We'll have to do a little more digging on um, you know, what they could do and what they could look like uh, this Saturday. That's an, uh, you got a doubleheader at 11 a.m. Like You have Tennessee at LSU mm. and Arkansas at Mississippi State. LSU's still mad as hell that they have to play in the morning. And it's only like their Bama, 10th 11 a.m. game in 20 years. Like, relax, guys. exactly. And and because Bam and AM drew the night CBS game, which remember how we talked that up all year or all offseason. Can't wait till October 8th. Can't can't wait till October 8th when AM and 
and Saban meet, and in reality, here they sit, and it's like they're meeting to decide whether A&M gets fifth or sixth in the West. And, and people are like, hold on. How did South Carolina and Kentucky get the SEC network at 630? Well, here's what the ESPN game at 11 a.m. is a, bigger. Yeah, it's such a bigger game. Ole Miss just played it last weekend. Um, you're coming right out of game day. And you can tell that Sankey wants to counter the Fox big game. And it gives the league an opportunity to find a good matchup. Not all the time, but last weekend, Kentucky Ole Miss. Yeah. Very, very competitive. All right. This week, Tennessee and LSU has a lot of sizzle to it. Now, I know every most everybody listening is thinking Arkansas and Mississippi State. Um, because like Blake said, the, the Bama A&M thing ha, has lost its luster. Yeah. And now you could have two, you could have a third string QB for A&M, Weigman, the freshman who they yeah. didn't even really expect to play this year versus a unknown backup QB in Milrow and it, at, for Alabama in a game that has a three touchdown spread and has it's already to 24 and has one team that's not even considered in the SEC West upper echelon at this point. I mean, you think all the money came in on Bama yesterday or what? Yeah. Can Good I give you grief. Uh, a fun little factoid before we go to this break? And Steve Robertson on the other side. The last time Tennessee played at LSU was my freshman year, 2010. Do you remember what happened that was so crazy in that game? Yeah. Uh, was it the... Tennessee did something that no team's ever done in college football that year. Oh, they ran all the players? They lost two games that year where they had the lead with zeros on the clock. Yeah, yeah. That, Derek had, Dooley. Yes. Tennessee had 13 men on the field it, with a muffed the, snap yeah, yeah. on the last play of the game. Yeah. It gave LSU an untimed down. They went on to win with zeros on the clock. They were down. They won. Later that year, Tennessee lost its bowl game to North Carolina with the same situation. They had a lead with zeros on the clock and an untimed down, and they lost. Yeah. No team in college football has lost two games in a year when they led with no time on the clock. Yeah. Derek Dooley was a gift Incredible. to the SEC. Steve Robertson coming up next on the Out of Bounds Show and the Yingling Lager Guest Line. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know what time it is? It's time for a Max Effort Monday. Yeah, whether you're in the car or at the office, it's time to give it your Max Effort, just like Bowen Blake. So, hey, don't let your family down like a did on vacation, right? Come on, get off your ass. Oh and give it a Max Effort. I'm ready to take this all away. I want an armchair QB one, too. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Uh, they were having a lot of fun in Stark, Vegas, Mississippi over the weekend as they took the Aggies and Jimbo Fisher to the woodshed once again. And Mike Leach owns Texas A&M. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. We welcome in Steve Robertson. I know he was happy on Saturday. 247 Sports, jeanspage.com, the Boneyard Podcast. MSU uh, figured it out. Took a little while. Uh, what was it, 24 minutes into the game, MSU scores. And then from there, the uh, the race was on. Steve, uh, when you look at making big plays, which had somewhat eluded this team, um, you look at DeCamerion Richardson, you look at Forbes involved in both of those plays scoring once. Um, that's where the athleticism is on the field for that special teams and that defense and those two guys along with Jackie Matthews, right? Yeah, and I tell you this is the thing too, Bo, is like when you look at the recruiting rankings, I think everybody would say, you know what, Texas A&M clearly has more talent than Mississippi State. I don't know that that's debatable. However, I thought on Saturday, State had more playmakers. Now, that may not show up in the recruiting rankings, but you talk about Emmanuel Forbes kind of exerting his influence on a football game, the Camryon Richardson, uh, Caleb Ducking. I mean, Caleb Ducking had one catch at junior college his first year, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's one of the leaders in the country in touchdown receptions. And so he only had one. I, I knew it wasn't many, but he only had one reception in junior college? His freshman year. Yeah, and then his second year, I think he only had a handful of catches, too. I think he may have had eight or nine total catches in junior college. What's a run-first offense, you know? And and Caleb was lightly recruited even by the junior colleges out of South Delta High School because, you know, he had a big year. I think he had 16 16 touchdown receptions as a senior. But for some reason, he didn't get a a lot of offers from even the junior college ranks. He goes to homes and comes to camp. And Joe Moorhead and the staff see him, and they say, we got to take a chance on this kid. I, Joe and I messaged about that a few weeks ago, and I was like, Joe, I don't, I don't know what you saw in this kid, but uh, he's doing really well, you know, before the season started. And so I think if you watch that game, like if you just if you didn't know anything about recruiting rankings or didn't know anything about, you know, the SEC talking heads, if you just had an objective view at that ball game, I think you would say Mississippi State is out-recruited Texas A&M. That would throw some people off. Steve Robertson on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, let's discuss Ra Ra Thomas. Uh, that was he made a play that Mississippi State receivers don't usually make. Uh, he caught the football, uh, shook off a defender, a DB, 
and ran it in for a long touchdown of 75 yards. That that doesn't happen. When they score, they score in different ways the last 10, 10 12 years under Mullen and Leach, and I guess a little bit under Moorhead. Um, what's your takeaway on Ra-Ra Tom? He's still super young. You know, how, how much more is there? It, is Can he be, like, really, really good, or you think he is what he is? Where is this going with Ra-Ra Thomas? No, I, I think he can be much better, and I think that's the encouraging thing for State. I mean, it, it, it's a maturity thing. He's got to grow up a little bit and become more consistent because you have some games you see these flashes and you think, man, this kid's going to be a star, and then sometimes he disappears a little bit. You know, and if he's going to be the guy that we hope he, he can be, if he if he's going to be Makai Polk and be better after the catch, uh, then he's got to be more consistent. And I think there is a little more left in the tank. And, and you make a good point too, Bo, and, I, and you know, let's just call it for what it is. There have been years in the past that you know Mississippi State receivers just didn't have the skill set to make anybody miss after a big catch. It was all they could do to catch the football. You know, you just want to go make the reception and move the chains and get the big gain. But you know, I think now with guys like Rara Thomas, you can turn you know those seven, ten yard type pitches and, and turn it into a big play. And I, I love the play call there too because even though State was not really in any type of anxiety situation, it's like A and M goes down and they score. And you immediately take a shot right there. You flood the right side. You get rah rah in single coverage. You lay it up, but you got to go make a play for you. And at that point, the ball game was over. I think everybody knew it. I mean, State was already in good shape, but I think at that point, I think A and M at that point realized this game was over. It just it just kind of depends on what the final score is going to be. Okay, what did you make of twenty four carries and one hundred and forty four yards on the ground? And do you think that they'll stick with? I, 24 carries, you know, do you think they'll stick with this and, and that MSU will continue to see this? Well, I think it's a byproduct of two things. I think, number one, State's running game has grown up a little bit. It's never going to be, you know, the, the key tenant of the offense. But I think, you, again, you take what they give you and put them in conflict, right? You, you go out there and you run the football and you make those linebackers respect the running game. And A&M is abysmal against the run. I mean, they're, they're barely inside the top 100. I mean, they're, they're not a good running team. I think some of that is, you know, D.J. Durkin's a guy, and that's what he's doing. But you've got some talented personnel playing basically a different scheme. You know, they went from a four-down front to a three-down front. I think they're having some difficulty adjusting against the run. And they're going to see a running game this weekend that'll uh, – that'll make your toes curl, to say the least, against Alabama. But I think it's State doing a good job and A&M being kind of unsure of their jobs. And, the, and those two situations kind of met together end up being a good result for State as they outrush the Aggies that are a run-first team. So it's exciting. Leach needed a big win at home in the staff. Uh, they needed a big celebration on the campus. It had been a long time. We talked about this, right? NC State and Kentucky were were nice wins, but they needed a really, really big win on campus. So, having said that, um, what do you concern? I think people probably want me to go all positive 20 minutes with you. What are you still concerned with coming out of that game going into when they play Arkansas? Well, you know... You knew that A&M defensively was going to be pretty stout. And I think, you know, State actually embarrassed them late. But you, you knew in the first half 
that A&M is going to be ready to go. And and, the, and we, you and I talked about last week, we thought it'd be a nip and tuck game that may go down to the final possession. And it, it didn't. But I'd like to see State come out and maybe look like they know something that everybody else doesn't against an SEC West opponent. You know, I mean, come out, get the quick start, scheme some things up, and, and get a little separation early. And, and uh, even though it worked out pretty well, and State has had some good starts this year, but it hadn't really been against SEC competition. And so that's where I think, I'd like to see some things there. And then the health of the offensive line. I mean, that's one of the things, too. I mean, you, you, you're starting two different guys now in two different spots. And Nick Jones kicks out the left tackle. Lasoy is inserted in as a left guard. But you don't give up a sack. And that's the thing you think about. They ran for a season high and they didn't give up a sack. And so it's almost like addition by subtraction in some respects. And that was a concern kind of coming into this. But, you know, how long can you do that? You know, that there's some, some guys out there that um, you know got some developmental – things they got to work on and get better at. But uh, I, I think, you know, sometimes we're you know, kind of hypercritical of coaches, but when you look at the fact that Mason Miller had to kind of move some pieces around, he holds A&M, you know, zero sacks. And, and A&M's not a, a tremendous pass rushing team, but from an athletic standpoint, you'd expect at some point them to win some matchups, and, and, and they haven't. Um, and I'd like to see a little bit better safety play at times, too. I think tackling sometimes – it's kind of they, – they go in stages, you know what I'm saying? It's like they'll be really good for a while when everybody's juiced up and all of a sudden State gets a little bit of a lead and it seems like our tackling effort at times gets a little bit lax. And so that's something that's probably got to change. But I think you make a good point too, Bo. It's like you can't – you know, the fans can get – can afford to get irrationally exuberant, right? But I think the staff <laughs> got to go – yeah, so well, that, know, okay, hey, we that, let's it. hit on that. Uh, I don't know how many alphas they have on the team. Um, I mean, I – not convinced of that, but maybe there, there's some guys emerging. I know it's a veteran-laden team. Uh, everybody's going to pat him on the back all week. Now, look, Leach is known to do he he can he can beat people. He can get beat ranked teams. All that um, had a tendency to you know to have some head scratching losses over the years. And look, he's an excellent coach. You know, can this can Leach and this staff and this team handle all week? Everybody patting them on the back. Because you can say what you want about Arkansas. They're not going to lay down with Sam Pittman as their coach, Steve. No, no, and especially with back-to-back losses. I mean, they, they kind of see the season kind of slipping away a little bit now, you know. So they'll, they'll have some renewed focus. The big concern right now is the health of K.J. Jefferson. You know, he had, he had the head injury, and there's talk about the Did the Gremlins get Steve? Very difficult. Oh, there he is. Cool. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, KJ, you know, the big concern is KJ Jefferson, you know, the health of KJ Jefferson. You know, he, there's talk that he's in concussion protocol. Of course, you're not going to make that public, but that could be a real issue. I mean, if Arkansas shows up without KJ Jefferson, you know, the spread on this game and perhaps the margin is going to expand extensively. I mean, let's, let's be honest about this. State should have won the last two meetings. They didn't. Arkansas found a way to win those games, and you credit them for that. But after losing two ball games back to back, you know they're going to be focused to come to Star Bowl, and they're going to say, you know what, hey, we beat this team the last two years, and that might actually be a detriment to their ability to motivate the team. You may begin to think, oh man, without KJ and this team should have beat us the last couple of years, we will just find a way to do it. I think Will Rogers and these guys are hungry for Arkansas. I don't think this is a situation where you get a, a, a lay down or a letdown the week after getting the top twenty win. I think Arkansas is a team that this Mike Leach coach program 
believes they've left them off the hook the last two years. And and so I, I think you're going to see State bring their best effort this weekend. Now, do you get the best result? I can't guarantee that. But anybody expecting State to overlook Arkansas, I think it's going to be sorely disappointing come Saturday. Okay, with, with Watson out at linebacker for the first half for MSU uh, because of the targeting, and I think Deshaun Page had surgery last week, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, so how, how does the depth and what does it look like for Mississippi State at linebacker losing a senior for two quarters? Well, I mean, based on the play of J.P. Purvis last weekend, uh, I don't think anybody is overly concerned. I mean, of course, you'd love to have Nate Watson there because he's a starter for a reason. But J.P. Purvis had you know the best game of his Mississippi State career this past weekend. I mean, it's like it was phenomenal. Even Will Rogers talked about it even in post game. You know, he, he's like that guy went out and balled his tail off, and and he he was absolutely outstanding. And, and I, I'm, I'm pulling numbers up right here. J.P. Purvis comes in as a reserve, and, and mainly he plays later in ball games on special teams. He gets seven tackles, including a sack and a half, and a quarterback hurry, and he was shot out of a cannon. So I think sometimes you find kind of depth by default, you know, because guys are put in a situation where it's like you have no choice but to play. And I thought J.P. Purvis was absolutely outstanding. I've always been high on this kid, and people forget he had that really terrible car accident that – nearly killed him and Demonte Russell and a friend of theirs. And I think now he's healthy, but I think he also believes uh, he's healthy. Okay. And is what is outstanding. So, yeah, can you survive that first half, and especially with Arkansas wanting to run the football? Yeah, you can. But you'd like to have Nate Watson out there. And the sooner they get him back, the better. But, uh, you know, J.P. Purvis, I think, is a guy that uh, may step up here down the stretch and be pretty significant for State. So he's a redshirt sophomore. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'd have to go back and do all the math on this because, you know, he's still got the COVID year and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, he's been around for a little while, but but also, too, hadn't played enough. When was that? I remember it. When So, J.P. Purvis from Pelahatchee and Russell from Provine had the car accident. And, and when was that, Steve? I believe it was 2020. I, I'd have to go back and check. I believe that was the case. You know, okay. It, you know, it took them basically over a year to kind of get over it. it may have been earlier than that. I mean, you know, when you, when you cover it, it all runs together. No, I'm with you. But, I, I'm uh, the same way. It's so many years and so many seasons and so many sports. Um, am I wrong or did Jordan Davis have a better game than what he had been doing prior to uh, this past weekend? Yeah, he didn't fill up the box score. You know, he had four tackles and uh, involved in one of those uh, tackles for losses, but I, I thought he flashed a little more too. And, and that's the thing too, like, you know, I thought the pass rush was outstanding. Okay, and is that just, more of an indictment of Texas A&M's offensive line or that uh, Arnett was, was scheming it up and, and guys were getting off blocks? Where are you going with that? I think State simply has more talent on the defensive side of the football than A&M put on the field on the offensive side of the football in the trenches. And I think State won some one-on-one matchups. But the State pass rush has been good all year. They just hadn't always been able to get to the quarterback. And you start looking at these numbers from this past week, you know, these quarterback hurries. I mean, it's like you look at the sacks and say, okay, you know, State put together a good game, got a quarterback on the ground. Well, then Jed Johnson had two quarterback hurries. Jalen Green had one, and Purvis had one, and Nathaniel Watson had one, and Randy Charlton had one, and John Preston Jr. had one. So it's coming from everywhere. 
So I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think, number one, these guys are settling in. But I think also, too, they're just getting better. And I think A&M – it's amazing to me that A&M – on the offensive line every single year, considering that they recruit the state of Texas. I mean, my goodness, you know, it's a football crazy state. But I thought the state defensive front took the fight to the A&M offensive line. And in many respects, I think that was a difference in the ballgame because you look up one day and it's like 42 to 17. You think, my goodness, man. I mean, I, I expected state to win this game, but never by that kind of margin. All right. So, whew. Four and one, they are. They haven't been five and one since 2014. Is that right, Blake? All right. Um, line six and a half. So it's moving towards the dogs. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, are are you are you overly confident? Or are you cautiously optimistic as they march into this one? I've, I felt State would beat Arkansas all along, and then. I think now when you if you begin to look at this KJ Jefferson thing, like even if he even if he plays, I mean, how much is he going to practice this week? If he's in concussion protocol, you know, what does that do for your team? You, I mean, you got to implement a game plan. I mean, you got to be able to sit out there and, and, and work against your scout team. And, and, you know, State's been pretty salty against the run. And so how do they handle him? I thought State did a good job against him last year. And, you know, State should have been able to win the football game, as we talked about. I mean, Will Rogers takes you down and gets you a touchdown. All you got to do is make a stop. Of course, I think State made the stop and were the victims of a bad call and that uh, that fake holding call against Traylon Burks. But you know that's life and times in the South <laughs> Conference. But but yeah, I, I think State's going to win this ball game. And I, though I'll be honest with you, there's possibility this thing will be close. All right, what about the Arkansas secondary? I mean, doesn't they're terrible? Exactly. They're so terrible. I mean, you know. Obviously, Will Rogers in this group can can throw it around the yard. This is a great opportunity, even though I mean Barry Odom's excellent, but it doesn't look like they have the personnel right now. Well, you, people forget. I mean, you know, they 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 brought in a new secondary coach, and there was some type of you know disruption with the relationship up there, and you know Joe Fushan and and Greg Brooks, all those guys leave, and then Jalen Catalan, who was one of my favorite players in the Southeastern Conference, but unfortunately he's had two consecutive season-ending injuries. You basically lost your entire secondary, you know. And then uh, I can't remember the kid's name. The uh, kid was actually committed to Mississippi State, now, and now he's banged up. And so you look at it; they're basically having to play with their second team secondary, and the numbers show that. And then you look at what happened this past weekend. You know, Arkansas gets out there and competes really hard at home. They just didn't have the horses on defense to stop Alabama. Not many people do. That's not necessarily an indictment on Arkansas. When you think about the grind of having to play A&M and then play Alabama and then go on the road to play a Mississippi State team that's got a lot of momentum, it's just a great opportunity for Mike Leach and the staff and this team to take a step forward. And I think – this is a matchup that favors Mississippi State the whole way through, I think, because of the fact that State is so good at the point of attack and that Arkansas won, even with K.J. Jefferson. I think that favors – I think the issue now is what's the health of K.J. Jefferson? What, 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 are right. we gonna, what are we going to hear Wednesday or Thursday for the ballgame? Uh, it was a huge win for Leach. You know, like I said, fans, everybody needed it. If they win this weekend, it'll be nuts in the junction and Starkville and all that. It's it's what they've needed for a few years now. We appreciate Steve for hanging out with us on the Yingling Lager guest line. 
Uh, good show today. We tried to cover most everything. Mondays are nuts. Um, just you're hyped up. You're you're recapping the weekend. You got the armchair QB thing going, and all that. Um, obviously, Mississippi State monster win. Ole Miss big win for sure. Every conference wins uh, coveted, and you want to love on it. And but the game of the week will be. Uh, Mississippi State hosting Arkansas because it damn sure won't be Ole Miss at Vanderbilt. Uh, well, I mean, the line's at 18. I expect it to go uh, start going back the other way, and we'll monitor it and see what happens. I mean, that Bama line jumped on A&M to the tune of three to four points, depending on what book you were looking at yesterday afternoon out of the 9,000 of them out there. Uh, Bama's a 24-point favorite on Caesars right now. I don't know where it's going to go. If you wanted to get on it, you should have got it, you know, should have grabbed it yesterday. And then I think uh, a game that could be wild and wacky and fun, Mississippi State fans will not be watching it uh, unless you're at home with two TVs up, is Tennessee at LSU at 11 a.m. They both they both kick off at the same time. Um, Tennessee balls, a lot of excitement there. LSU is a work in progress, but they've righted the ship. Give them credit. They beat Mississippi State. They beat Auburn. They're starting to find their way and figure out who they are with the first-year staff. Uh, and we'll continue to you know, kind of monitor what they are and who they are. Blake asked me, who's the second-best team in the West? I, I think it's LSU. But I think LSU, but I think Ole Miss, who, by the way, is within a whisker of LSU right now. Uh, and you could argue Mississippi State, too. Um, Ole Miss's schedule, they they draw a better schedule than what LSU has left on their, you know, schedule. See, LSU has to play Tennessee and Florida. Ole Miss has to play Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Those aren't the same? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> They're not. LSU, and, a three-point dog at home to Tennessee, by I, the way. And I'm... Let's see where that line goes Look, over the next four days. They, Tennessee's done. They've only had one opponent to beat, and Pitt? that was Florida. Uh, well, Pitt they too. went on the road to That's Pitt. That's true. But, I, and I know Pitt yeah. got embarrassed this weekend. Yeah. But whatever. But you beat Florida, and that, then you had an off week. Everybody's been toasting them for two straight weeks now. Yeah. And you beat LSU on the road. That ain't no Pitt on the road. No. Can, can they get enough juice in them by 11 a.m. in Baton Rouge? Uh, we'll see. Ole Miss plays at 3 o'clock. That'll be over in 10 minutes, so by 3.15, you'll be good to go. Ole Miss plays Vanderbilt at Vandy. There'll be more Ole Miss fans in the stands, and I'm not kidding. Uh, Ole Miss plays at Vandy at 3 o'clock. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Hope you have a great day. Hit up Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. Amazing burgers and sandwiches and appetizers in Madison and Brandon. Uh, show is brought to you by Went McGee, the Mortgage Man, MortgageManMS.com. And also, for your next John Deere tractor, go to Ag Up Equipment. Hit the podcast, Apple Podcasts. Search the Out of Bounds show with Bo Bounds. See you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.